It is Friday, May 19th. Today, Facebook funnels. Meta launches new lead gen tools while continuing to battle European regulators. The mobile app economy is now a half trillion dollars and ads make up most of that. Google's near miss with mobile irrelevance. And the poor unfortunate souls at YouTube try to explain a bizarre glitch. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead today in digital marketing. Meta has added some welcome updates to Facebook ads. First, the company is introducing a new ad format called promotional ads, which will automatically apply advertised discount codes during the checkout process. Plus, if a consumer clicks through to checkout but doesn't complete the purchase, they will receive a Facebook notification before the deal expires. The new ad format is being rolled out slowly. Currently, some advertisers in the US, the UK, Canada, and India have it. Meta is also expanding its tools for lead gen. The platform is updating lead ads with a new dynamic question flow that adapts based on consumer responses. So, for instance, an educational institute could ask questions like, what degree are you interested in? Based on the answer, the subsequent questions will dynamically adjust to provide the person with tailored information about a specific program. The tech giant will also soon let brands overlay instant forms on their business web page within Facebook's in-app browser. That means that when a user taps through a Facebook link, brands can apply feedback forms from Facebook on their site. And with the latest Facebook page experience update, businesses have the option to include a lead gen form on their website linked to the CTA button on their page. Meanwhile, though, Meta is facing its third fine this year for allegedly failing to comply with the GDPR by transferring user data of European residents to the U.S. without adequate guarantees that it would be safe from inspection by authorities. The exact amount of the fine to be imposed by Ireland's Data Protection Commission is still undisclosed as the commission has not yet formally published its decision. Well, even with tightening budgets and regulatory restrictions, mobile advertising is thriving. According to a new report from Data.ai, global spend on mobile apps exceeded $500 billion last year, with two-thirds of that coming from advertising and a third from in-app purchases. In terms of ad spend, two-thirds of the total went to non-game apps like TikTok and Instagram, while gaming apps made up the remaining third of the spend. When it comes to in-app purchases, games dominated consumer spending, non-game apps accounted for a third. The report also revealed that subscriptions were a significant contributor to in-app purchases on iOS, accounting for nearly 30% of spending in the first quarter of this year. As for total revenue, excluding China, Facebook claimed the top spot globally, followed by Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Snapchat. Gamers who watch ads may soon be able to skip Xbox subscriptions. Microsoft has lured more than 25 million subscribers to its Xbox Game Pass since 2017, but now the company is reportedly considering a new model where players can opt for a brief gameplay session in exchange for watching ads. But would users tolerate it? While the company's interest in incorporating ads into games is not new, Arch Technica reports that in-game advertising primarily focuses on billboards and other in-world placements. One in-game ad study published in 2009 warned developers not to interrupt the game experience and found that such marketing could, quote, generate irreparable damage to a brand, unquote. 
But since then, mobile gamers have become accustomed to interstitial video ads as part of the free-to-play experience. But as the report notes, it's less clear if these kinds of ad breaks would be as welcome during loading screens or between levels of high-end console games. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. If you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices, not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We add show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place. Consolidate different points of view and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at Miro.com slash podcast. We previously reported that Samsung was considering replacing Google with its arch rival Bing as the default search engine on all Samsung phones. Now it seems that won't happen after all. The Wall Street Journal reporting today that Samsung has halted an internal review exploring the move, according to people familiar with the matter. The switch would have replaced Google as the primary search engine on Samsung's internet web browsing app, which comes pre-installed. Had this breakup occurred, Microsoft's Bing would have achieved a huge victory in the search space, which has long been dominated by Google. Neither of the three companies would comment. Amazon's Prime Air drone delivery program is having trouble with liftoff. CNBC reported yesterday that the e-commerce giant's drones have only made 100 deliveries in its two operating locations in California and Texas. 100. Initially, Amazon had set a target of 10,000 deliveries using its fleet of flying robots by the end of this year, but progress has been slow. Earlier reports indicated deliveries to fewer than 10 households, and the pace doesn't seem to be picking up. The report notes that a big obstacle for Amazon is the strict regulations imposed by the Federal Aviation Administration on drone operations. These regulations prohibit flying across roadways or near people, making it a little difficult for the company to drop packages in residential areas. In contrast, Amazon's competitors like Walmart are experiencing some better results. Walmart has partnered with companies like DroneUp, Flytrex, and Zipline to complete more than 6,000 deliveries across the U.S. And what is the most popular drone delivery near the top of the list? Rotisserie chickens. 
And finally, YouTube crashed recently during the tense final moments of an NBA playoff game, leaving viewers stuck on a perpetual loop watching the same ad for The Little Mermaid. (laughs) And the game never came back online. It wasn't until early yesterday morning and several hours after the game ended that the platform resolved the issue. YouTube has not confirmed what exactly dragged NBA fans under the sea. Well, Monday is a holiday in Canada, so there will not be a regular show. There will be a show on Monday, though, an in-depth look at the surprising untold story behind one of the world's most talked about ad campaigns. That campaign was called True, but you probably know it as... What's Today in Digital Marketing is produced by Engage Q Digital on the traditional territories of the Sunamic First Nation on Vancouver Island. Our associate producer is Steph Gunn, production coordinator Sarah Gill, features producer Sarah Burke Christian, music licensing by Source Audio, ad coordination by Red Circle. And you know, not many people know this, but our theme composer, Mark Blevis, is one of the world's first users at Twitter. He's long since abandoned the platform. He keeps jumping to all the new replacements. T2 one day, Mastodon the next, Blue Sky the one after. Maybe it's because his first post on those platforms is always the same and a little rude. He posts, here we are now. Entertain us. I'm Todd Maffin. Have a restful weekend. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Life is getting better now.